So I was just welcoming everyone, and uh, you all were reading lips, or trying to read lips. So uh, glad to have you join us tonight for our Maranatha Prophecy Update service. And uh, not only do I want to welcome those that are here in-house and those that are here as well, joining us as part of our online congregation, but I'd also like to welcome those from Hope for Our Times uh, as well, and we're glad to have you joining us as well. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, man, we've got a few things here to share, so I'm going to be filling in here for uh, Pastor Tom, as uh, Pastor Tom uh, uh, has asked me to do so, and so uh, thank you again, Pastor Tom, for that opportunity uh, to do that in all. I just wanted to give everyone uh, that's uh, here watching this here and on our channel uh, a little bit of information. Uh, Of course, uh, those of you here know you can find us on YouTube at our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash HLCFLV, or in the search engine there on YouTube, type in Kurt Reed. Uh, You should be able to find us that way as well. And again, I always want to encourage everyone, hit the subscribe button on there. Make sure that you hit the bell next to that as well so that you're getting our notifications. Very important. Hit the thumbs up. Uh, All of that activity, it uh, kind of Uh, does some good things out there and the algorithms for us. All these kinds of things help people to find us a little bit better. Those of you that are watching live uh, right now, Today, uh, I encourage you to join in on the chat. We'd love to hear where you're from. Uh, we've been hearing people from Mississippi and Alabama, uh, the Philippines, and I think it was Sweden or Switzerland, uh, all of that, and uh, Hawaii. We got Hawaii uh, and a number of places that people uh, that you all have been tuning into, and uh, praise the Lord uh, for that. So we're thankful for you and uh, glad that this ministry can be a blessing to you and from so many other places. If I didn't mention some of those places tonight, or even if I did, just let us know uh, where you're from, and uh, that would be great. The last thing is we always want to encourage everyone to share uh, these uh, videos, uh, our individual videos on uh, social media out there. Send it out. Use it as a, uh, as a tool, including our Sunday mornings and Wednesday evening services as well. This Sunday morning, we covered uh, the first half of Daniel chapter 9, dealing with prayer and prophecy. And next week, the second half of Daniel chapter 9 at our Sunday morning services, 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be covering Daniel's 70 weeks. That's going to be incredible. I'm sure you're going to absolutely uh, love it. So... Anyhow, so a number of things uh, to share tonight, but uh, first off, why don't we just go to the Lord in prayer, uh, lift up this time in prayer, lift up uh, hope for our times as well, Pastor Tom, all of those watching online. Lord, we thank you for this evening. Lord, your word says that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. And Lord, we are rejoicing in this day because we are rejoicing in you. We are rejoicing in the Lord, the Lord our God, who loves us, who saved us, who has a plan and a purpose for us. Lord, we have an incredible future in you. Lord, we have that hope, that hope in Christ. Lord, we thank you for the blessed hope that we have. And Lord, we owe everything in our lives to you. 
Lord, may you lead us, may you guide us, may you bless our time as we discuss the things that we discuss this evening, and we lift it all up to you, and we pray as well for Pastor Tom and hope for our times. May you bless him, and may you bless his ministry. We pray all these things now in Jesus' precious name, and all God's church said, amen, and amen. Turn in your Bibles for just a moment to Jeremiah chapter 14 before we get into the specifics of tonight's prophecy update. We've got a number, a tremendous amount of uh, things to share with you, a number of different uh, subject matters and all uh, dealing with uh, apostasy and uh, pandemic and, and uh, famine and uh, you name it. And, uh, you know, the Word of God says so much about these things. We've got a number of videos to share with you tonight. I believe it's going to be a great uh, evening. Uh, but first, we're going to start off in Jeremiah. So if you turn in your Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 14, Jeremiah chapter 14, and it says, the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Y'all know that we're dealing with a major drought, right? That drought's been going on for some time here in the United States, not only in the U.S., but here in the U.S. Yes, uh, of course, Lake Powell uh, is dealing with that. Uh, Lake Mead is dealing with that. Those are the two largest uh, reservoirs in the United States. The two largest reservoirs in the United States, one of the largest countries and land masses on planet Earth, and man, that water is dropping tremendously. So the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns, verse 2, and her gates languish. They mourn for the land and they cry. The cry of Jerusalem has gone up. Their nobles have sent their lads for water. And they went to the cisterns and found no water, and found no water. And they returned with their vessels empty, and they were ashamed, and they were confounded, it says, and converted uh, their heads, or covered their heads, rather, because the ground is parched, for there is no rain in the land. And the plowmen were ashamed, and they covered their heads. Yes, the deer also gave birth in the field, but left because there was no grass. And the wild donkeys stood in the desolate heights, it says. And they sniffed at the wind like jackals, and their eyes failed because there was no grass. O Lord, what does it say in verse 7? O Lord, through our iniquities, testify against us. Do it for your name's sake for our backslidings are many. So here we see that God was bringing a direct judgment upon the land as a result of their sin. God will judge the land. God will judge the land of a nation that goes against the nation of Israel. I will bless thee, those who bless thee. I will curse those who curse thee. It says in the book of Genesis, right? We all know what uh, the man who uh, currently occupies the White House has just uh, done recently, okay, in regards to the Palestinians there uh, in Jerusalem and, and, and all of this. And, and look, guys, uh, this is not good stuff. We see our nation falling apart so fast that honestly, if you would have told me this a couple years ago, even me, and I've been studying this stuff since I was 17, and I would not have even 
believed it, if you would have told me how fast this country would be going downhill. But that's what happens when a country has backslidden, when the word of God is not taught in the churches, when the word of God is not taught um, in the seminaries, you know, when we're not speaking about uh, true faith in Jesus and in Christ alone, that there's no other way to be saved. When the pulpits are silent about repentance, it's, it's become an easy believism. But there's no such thing in the word of God. You see? And oh, the hope of Israel, verse 8, look at it. His Savior in time of trouble, why should you be like a stranger in the land and like a traveler who turns aside to tarry for a night? Why should you be like a man astonished, like a mighty one who cannot save? Yet you, O Lord, are in our midst, and we are called by your name. Do not leave us, because they recognized what was going on. The Lord had his removing his hand from the land, because it is speaking of him removing his land, or his hand rather, from the people. Thus says the Lord to his people, thus they have loved to wander. And they have not restrained their feet. Therefore, the Lord does not accept them. He will remember their iniquity now and punish their sins. Look, eventually judgment day is going to come, right? He gives opportunity to turn, to turn, to repent, to turn from our wicked ways, to turn and to follow the Lord, right? And opportunity after opportunity. But eventually, if one does not turn to the Lord, time is up. Now, we do know that Nineveh, remember Jonah, the prophet of the Lord? He went and he preached reluctantly uh, to Nineveh, to the Ninevites, the king of Nineveh. And Nineveh, they gave their heart to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, many years down the road after that, they, uh, many had backslidden and the nation had gone back to where it was. But there was a time. There was a, a time, a, a generation there where they turned to the Lord from their wicked ways. The Lord wants to relent from that judgment. We read about a judgment coming upon the world today. Whether we're looking in Matthew 24, the book of Revelation, uh, Daniel, uh, part of Daniel chapter uh, 9 that we'll be getting into next week, and, and, and elsewhere. We read about this. He will remember their iniquity now and punish their sins. And then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for this people or for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. Why? Because they're fasting and then they continue in their sin. They're fasting and they're continuing in their rebellion. And I'm not going to hear their cry. When they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Remember that sacrifice is not greater than obedience. Sacrifice is not greater than obedience. Even coming here tonight or in our morning services or, or Wednesday night, right? What happens in many churches across the world? People come in, they, they, they stamp their, their church card, and, and they think that they're good to go. Well, that's not what the Bible says. And he said, but I will consume them by the sword and by famine. What's going on in the world, guys? And by pestilence. What do you think this current crisis, well, which one now, you know? There's monkeypox, there's the one before that and all the different variants, which is still uh, rearing its ugly head and all of that, famine, pestilence, all of these kinds of things. Who would have thought we would see what we have seen over the past two and a half years? And then I said, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, the prophets say to them, 
This is what they say. Oh, Lord God, you shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. They're false prophets. They're not prophesying of the Lord. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name, and I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, worthless things, and the deceit of their heart. What do we see in the last days? That there will be, what, teachers, pastors that will tell people what their itching ears want to hear. The ear tickling, right? If you've got to tickle them on in, you're going to be tickling them on out. But we know that there is a place that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, don't we? Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send, and who say sword and famine shall not be in the land. It says, by sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed. And it goes on from there. And then the people begin to plead uh, for mercy and all. And it just goes on from there. I encourage you to read the rest of this chapter on your own. Folks, it is time to get right with Jesus. It is time. It's always time. Don't get me wrong. It's not like now it's time and it wasn't time before. It's always time. But here's the thing. Time is getting short. That last seven-year period of time that we're going to be talking about in part next week at our Sunday morning services is right around the corner. Judgment is coming to a Christ-rejecting world. Look, I rejected Christ before I accepted the Lord. I, re- I, I, you know, I wasn't following him. Like, I'm not saying anything. Look, that was me. That was us, right? But what did we say this morning? What does scripture say? But God, who is what? He's rich in mercy. He, he just exudes in mercy. Mercy just flows from him. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion, a God of forgiveness. He wants to turn from that when we turn to him. He wants to turn from bringing that judgment upon man because that judgment was meant for the cross and we can't carry that cross we you know what i'm saying here we can't bear that cross only christ can pay for our sins we can't pay for our own sins trust in the lord guys trust in the lord man we've got some stuff here uh to share uh this evening and before i go any further this i i want to say look Right now, if this is you, we're going to give opportunity here at the end of this service. But man, if you have never put your trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, that saving faith where he fills you with his Holy Spirit and enables you to live for him, to serve him, as Jesus said, follow me. He didn't just say, know me. He said, follow me. Yes. That's a true believer in Christ. will follow the Lord. If that has not been you, it is time. Amen. It is time to dig up that follow ground, that hard ground, and to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. He loves you. He loves you. So this evening, let's look at some things here. Fox News. Fox News published June 23rd, 2022. American churches are closing faster than new ones can open. Guys, gals, listen. This is out of control. It's been going downhill for some time. 
little by little, but the past two and a half years has greatly accelerated it. At the time, now think about this, at a time when people need the Lord even more, right? Don't we need the Lord? Don't you need the Lord? Look around you. What are you going to trust in? Where is our hope going to be? Our hope is in the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, the word of God says. But American church is closing faster than new ones can open. That means that things are rolling back. What do we read about in the last days in the word of God? That there will be apostasy, that great falling away, that great falling away. Now, I personally believe that those who are truly of the Lord, truly saved, truly redeemed. Look, what did Jesus say? No one can snatch them out of my hand. Okay, so there is what is known as the true church. Okay, no one can snatch us out of God's hand. And there is the false church that calls themselves the church. All right, the true church is secure in our assurance of salvation. The true church is secure in the assurance of our salvation. But thank you, but there is a false church church that easy believism don't be a part of that don't be a part of that at a record pace they're closing as less than 50 percent of americans are now saying that they are members of a church guys that has dropped dramatically in uh the past decades absolutely dramatically but that is where we are today that is where we are. And it's sad, you know. You see the storm clouds forming, so to speak, over, over the churches. We're to be the light of the world. Why? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he said elsewhere, you are the light of the world. Now, light emanates from Christ. Light does not emanate from us. We are light reflectors. We are not life origin, or light originators. Or um, um, you get the point, okay? So the sun, S-U-N, is a light originator. The moon is a light reflector. So I guess maybe we should say we need to moon people. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean and you know what I don't mean. Okay, Pastor Kurt said I got to moon people. No, don't moon, please. Okay, you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, nonetheless, shine that light. Allow that light to shine. Don't hide it under a basket. You got a light, man. You, you, you put it out there for everyone to see, right? Let everyone see the light of Christ in your life. Now, what does it say? Israel, Haom, uh, uh, if I'm saying that right, uh, another uh, site out there, Presbyterian uh, reverend who compares Zionism to apartheid named as a key w, uh, to a key uh, WCC post. What is the WCC? I'm glad that you asked that question. The World Council of Churches. Guys, run away. It is nothing godly just because the name church is there or the name fellowship is there. Even because a cross may hang there does not mean that they follow the God of, Bible, of the Word of God. You've got to be a Berean. You've got to take everything to the Word of God. You've got to examine the doctrine and make sure that the doctrine, that in many churches, the doctrine is right. They're just not teaching it. Guys, this is the world that we are in today. But the World Council of Churches is not a biblical thing. It's globalism on steroids. It's religious globalism. 
right? Remember what we read of in the last days, that there will be the false prophet that will rise along with the Antichrist. The Antichrist will lead things from a world governmental uh, uh, standpoint. That's the, what the Antichrist will do. The false prophet will lead things from the religious aspect of the, or false religious, uh, understand that, aspect of things. Benai Brent, uh, International expressed concern and outrage over the newly elected General Secretary of the World Council of Churches, the, and I say so-called, Reverend Professor Dr. Jerry uh, Pillay, who has a history of making anti-Jewish and anti-Israel uh, comments. Remember, I will bless those who bless thee, I will, or bless you, I will curse those who curse you, right? We read a number of scriptures over the past couple of weeks on all of this as well, but this is what's going on. This is not the true church. That is not the true church. That is a false church. Well, what else do we see here? Uh, some things, guys, are, are, are hard to, to view, but we got to view them, and we got to be aware of them, and, and, and this is one that, that sickens me, um, but uh, watch this video here that we're about to share. They're ready back there? Perfect. So the TEDx speaker says pedophilia is a natural sexual orientation. So um, she says we need to differentiate between child sex abuse and pedophilia, that it's, pedophilia is a natural sexual orientation just like heterosexuality. So they're trying to, again, normalize it. So and, he, and, and, and just, just so that people know, we're not just making this up, I want you to hear this for yourself. Actually, my understanding is it was a TED video, and because of the outcry, they actually took it down, but it's still on the internet uh, nonetheless. I want to quickly summarize where we are at the moment. According to current research, pedophilia is an unchangeable sexual orientation, just like, for example, heterosexuality. No one chooses to be a pedophile no one can cease being one. The difference between pedophilia and other sexual orientations is that living out this sexual orientation will end in a disaster. You mean the rest don't? Well, that, yeah, that are exactly. against God's word. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why? And why shouldn't why they act not? on right. their feelings? I mean, we don't we don't tell homosexual people in this culture today to not act on it. Why tell? Why should pedophilia? Why should pedophiles not act on their sexual orientation? Guys, this is scary stuff. That's why I've been saying, look, you've got LGB, when, when I was young it was LGB, then it was LGBT, then it's LGBTQ, and then there's an I and an A. Well, you can add another letter to that, and it is P for pedophile. And pedophilia is becoming normalized. It's just one other uh, sexual thing uh, that they're talking about. Guys, this is absolutely sick to the core. And you have no idea, this is not the exception, what you saw there. This is being normalized uh, more and more and more. Like, no, tomorrow you can't help it. Well, I'll tell you what, that goes against what my Bible says. That you can be, I've been saved, you've been saved, redeemed, and healed by the blood of the Lamb. He is our God, He is our Lord, He is our Redeemer. Our Redeemer. And yes, you can be delivered from life-dominating sin. Regardless of what that sin is, I don't care what that addiction may be. 
You can be absolutely, you know, uh, Pastor Mike McIntosh, uh, some of you maybe uh, may know him. Uh, he's been a part of, of the Calvary movement since, oh, I'd say right around uh, 1970-ish or so. Look, man, this guy was so strung out in, on drugs, uh, Pastor Mike was, they literally said, I mean, literally, medically, that this man's brain was fried, absolutely fried on drugs. That, you know, you're never going to have, have any ability to have any decent memory, whatever it might be, just absolutely fried and destroyed. Well, I'm going to tell you something, man, that man is a saved, redeemed, amazing man of God, pastor who the Lord has used mightily, who has been before presidents and kings and princes and has been used of God. And man, God restored his brain and restored his memory because all things are possible through God. All things are possible. So that's what the word says. And that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen. USA Today faces massive backlash after tweeting out an article attempting to normalize pedophilia. Says that we need to understand pedophiles. Really, understand pedophiles. Are you got to be kidding me? What does the word of God say in the Old Testament? That they will say what is right is Come on, wrong. And what is wrong is right. Exactly. That's what happens when you have not been regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God. You call what is right wrong. You call what is wrong right. And that was from USA Today. That right there is part of uh, some of the tweeting and stuff there going on from USA Today on this whole issue. It's absolutely sick. Absolutely sick. When we continue on the LGBTQIAP and then whatever other th things they want to add uh, to that, okay, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Well, the Pope, you know, he's a nice guy. He's just a sweet old man, and he's always carrying the cross and doing holy little things and riding in the Pope mobile and all that kind of stuff. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, right? He's the Pope. He's the Roman Catholic Pope. Over a billion people follow this Roman Catholicism and Roman Pope. Look at this picture right here. You know who that is right there with the Pope? A transsexual. Listen, now the end begins, reports and other uh, uh, news uh, sources out there. Pope Francis personally meets with transgenders at the Vatican to confirm them in their lifestyles and does not give the gospel or warn them about hell. <sighs> Guys, that's what I'm saying, man. You got you to take everything to the word. You got to compare everything, everyone, every doctrine, every church, this church, me, you name it, and compare it to the word of God. Pope Francis met with a group of transgenders uh, this was just last week, last week Wednesday, and um, uh, there's this man, uh, whatever the name, or yeah, who's now identifying as a woman, a man who now lives as a woman, claiming that the Pope told him uh, to quote, "Always be myself." Man, guys, I mean, come on, come on, you know. So sin is being celebrated even in so-called religious circles. But the Pope does not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. It is impossible. The Pope said that atheists will go to heaven. I don't know if you know that as well. 
The Pope is all involved in this whole Chrislam, which is the marrying together of Christianity and Islam. So you've got true doctrine marrying false doctrine. But what does the word of God say? It says, come out from among her. Okay, be ye not unequally yoked. Guys, that's more than just dealing with marriage. That's dealing with a business partner. You're a Christian. Don't enter into business partnership with a non-believer, guys. It's going to put you in a place of compromise in your business. So it's not only in dating, it's not only in marriage, it's in business partnerships, okay? And it's in a number of things in life. Come out from among them. We were called to be separate. And the problem in, in much, not all, of course, but the problem in much of the modern church today as the church is not desiring to be separate. The culture has become, or the church has become more like the culture instead of the culture being like the church. May it not be so among God's people. May it not be so, guys. Marxist ideology and practices are coming to Minnesota schools disguised uh, as uh, uh, new teacher licensing rules. So now, can you imagine if you're a Christian teacher, okay, and they're mandating that you have to teach Marxism to these young minds to literally deceive them and when you know better to do that, well, there's going to be a number of Christians that are going to lose their jobs over this. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to find every way he can to either take the Christian and that the Christian says, well, I got to keep my job or whatever I got to know. You got to trust the Lord. Amen. You got to trust the Lord. Look, God will take care of you. God's going to work these things out. Just trust the Lord. And they want to either turn the Christian from following the Lord, or get the Christians out of the school so that the Marxist, Leninist, Lenin, Leninist uh, ideology can continue to increase in the schools. It's absolutely horrible, and it goes on this whole list of diversity and cultures. Be inclusive to reflect diversity and cultures. Teachers will have to affirm these lifestyles like we're talking about, okay, all of these lifestyles, and then the whole uh, gender pronoun thing, which, uh, and then the gender pronoun can change from day to day. The person who says that I, I, I identify as a they today can be a Z tomorrow. Literally, it's Z-E, or whatever they want to do. And you got to acknowledge that, and you got to know that, okay? goes on to all kinds of teacher uh, uh, materials on all of this nonsense, guys. It is absolutely sick. It goes on and on and on. You can look up that article uh, for yourself in the Liberty Cent uh, Sentinel. <coughs> what else do we see? Gateway Pundit. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Guys, this is incredible. I've been saying this since this whole thing started two years ago. I've been saying it to, to our congregation. I've been saying it to the leadership I've been saying that. Now listen to this. Gateway Pundit says, Joe Biden says the quiet part out loud. Do you want to know what the quiet part is? Well, let's look at the video and let's listen to what he says. While the rest of America has moved on from the pandemic and life returns to normal, President Biden is alarming people with talk of yet another one. 
here. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We well, have to think ahead. Yeah. But Earth to Biden, we aren't going back. And even the liberals are ready to let go. The Washington Post reportedly the latest company to crack down on staff who were refusing a return to the office. Okay. Did you hear that? We are going to have, he said, what? guys, because I'm telling you, all of this has been planned from the get-go. Okay. Did you see the news that that officially came out, just kind of snuck out? They're just like kind of sneaking it out. Oh, come to find out it all began in a lab in, as President Trump would say, China. Exactly. Exactly what we were saying. It's not discriminatory to say, you know, to call it, you know, to call a spade a spade. You know, you got you just got to speak it, you know. But again, he's warning of this of a second uh, pandemic and all. Guys, all of this is, I'm telling you, far from over. It really, uh, it really, really is. City AM said new uh, Omicron wave growing fast. We were wrong to think that COVID was over and uh, the, you know, uh, you know what, is not enough. Wow, man. Crazy. And then listen to this from... French President Emmanuel Macron. Hmm. He said this, that it's time to vaccinate everything that can be vaccinated. Wow. Everything. Now, listen, guys. I mean, just throw science out the door. Men can be women. Women can be men. People can be dinosaurs. Dinosaurs can be, I don't know, whatever. Okay. We talk about these shots and all of this. Listen. We were originally told that children almost never even end up getting this, right? Right. If they get it, the symptoms were like a common cold. That's what we were told. NIH, CDC, WHO, quack doctor, you know who? Who is the highest paid uh, uh, government employee, if I remember correctly? Hmm, always follow the money, right? Always follow the money. That's the reality. That's the reality. And even when a child gets it, I mean, it is so extremely rare that it is anything even remotely serious. That is what they said to us. Then why are they now approving this right here for, yes, six months and above? And guys, I get, I mean, all they're doing is they're just, they're making sure everyone just gets acclimated to this and then they, then it's the next thing. And then we get acclimated to that. We kind of have a little bit of an uproar, right? And then it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Where does it end? I'll tell you where it ends. It ends when Jesus and his church comes back at the end of the tribulation. That's when it ends. But this is where we're at right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And then did you hear polio, right? Polio. Look, NPR, don't recommend that, but uh, National Public Radio and PBS and WUFT uh, said uh, polio found in the UK. Now listen, it's the first time in nearly 40 years. The first time in nearly 40 years. Look, we're seeing uh, the whole little, uh, you know, 
you know, monkey thing, okay, that, that, was, that was originally in, in, in Africa. Now it's all over, right? It's all over. The numbers are still low, but they're freaking out about this thing, okay? But it's all over. It never happened before. It didn't go all over the world. Now it's all over the world. You got polio in the UK for the first time in nearly 40 years. You've got this whole crazy, you know, two and a half year uh, sickness that they just keep on, I swear, rising from the dead or whatever they're doing with it, you know. And I mean, so you see the growth of all of these pandemics and plandemics. I believe it's a combination of the two. Remember what we read in Jeremiah. Okay, look, God is going to bring judgment. He brought judgment on the world then. He will bring judgment on the world now. Same God. He said, I am God, I changeth not. Okay? We know that these sicknesses, pestilences will have to grow to get to the insane degree that we read about in the book of Revelation. Okay, this is nothing. This is like, you know, shoots and ladders, some little board game or something. This is nothing compared to what we read about in the Revelation, in the book of Revelation, or what we read about in Matthew 24. Okay, but we see the stage being set. And like I say all the time, guys, just connect the dots. You start connecting the dots and what happens? It paints the picture for you. It paints a picture that all of these things are getting ready to just break loose like there is no tomorrow. The WHO, our little friends there, the WHO, go. Set to hold emergency meeting regarding the monkeypox spread. Are you serious? I have better odds, at least currently, I've got better odds of being struck by lightning. Three times in the same day. I, 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 guys, come on. I, I know they, oh, they're probably hating me right now out there. So, you know, I mean, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous what is going on. And they're stoking fear, already preparing millions of shots for people here in the United States. They've already got millions of them ready to go. And then what are they going to do? Oh, we've got to shut down, you know, churches again? Shut down the workplace? Oh, of course, perfect. Why do they want to shut down the workplace? Because they want a planned destruction of the economy to bring about the globalism that we read about in the Word of God. Gateway Pundit, here we go. Canada to introduce Canada to introduce a mandatory monkeypox quarantine. What? Cities are now offering the shot. You got to be kidding me. Once you give them a little bit of power, guys. Once you give an inch. They take it a mile. And then lawlessness. Oh, man. Come on. Have you seen what's, what, what's going on? L listen to this. AP News. AP News. 
Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. States can ban abortion. Well, praise the Lord for that, man. You know? Praise the Lord for that. But I want to say that with some concerns as well. That the Supreme Court can overturn Roe v. Wade, but now it's brought to the state level, and now each of the states have to battle this out. Nevada is one of them. California is another. Okay? California offering to pay people from states that do not allow abortion. They will pay your hotel stay in California and allow and take care of it so that you can go and get an abortion in their state. And guys, we wonder why California is in such debt. Why California is falling apart in every single way. Go back to Jeremiah. God will judge the sin upon the people unless they repent. And that will happen here. In fact, it is happening here. Look at Lake Mead as, again, an example. Guys, it is, there was a video I was going to put on here, and, um, and it, I, for whatever reason, something kept on failing with that video. There's a number of them out there, really good ones out there, and it was showing. Look, uh, this one woman showing. This was what Lake Mead, talking about Colville Bay, okay? This was Colville Bay November of last year. This is Colville Bay in June of this year. I was shocked shocked at what I'm seeing. It's dropping like no tomorrow. Now I know people, you got, you're going to get those people. Oh man, it, it's, it's uh, like 1,040 feet, 1,043 feet, something like that uh, right now. Okay. We've lost over a hundred feet uh, of that. And right now it is dropping uh, very, very quickly. Um, and uh, uh, Lake Powell, we know, and all of that. And people are like, well, you know, then we're going to move out of uh, Utah. We're going to move out of uh, Nevada or whatever. Guys, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, what's going on is global, okay? You're going to trade one issue for another issue. Uh, seriously. Well, you know, we're going to do what? Go to California? <laughs> By the way, and the people in California was like, well, you know, that's like me, but I'm glad that you know, we don't have to deal with that. Oh, yes, you do. Because guess what? Once it reaches a low enough level, you, it reaches Deadpool, okay? You're not able to generate the hydroelectric power that you need. And, you know, how it's all written in, in the agreements that go all the way back to the 30s, okay, with Hoover Dam, is that then we can start cutting off some of the ones that we give that power to. California is one of them. California, Arizona, I think New Mexico, uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we might actually be a little bit better here, you know. But um, I mean, guys, there's issues that are just abounding like no tomorrow. But these things are going to have to be fought on uh, the state level. Uh, end time headlines, the U.S. Uh, US now uh, will now brace for violence after major Supreme Court ruling. That violence has taken place already since before this ruling, and uh, it has been taking place already uh, over the weekend, over the weekend. So again, 8 News Now, Nevada law protects abortion rights, insulates the state from Roe v. Uh, Roe v. Wade uh, decision. Keep that in prayer. And then this, this, this stuff just it makes me sick. Breitbart. 
Report on this. Disney vows to pay for employee travel expenses for abortions. And there are many countries, guys, there's a list of them, a list of companies that are willing to pay for their employees if they are in a state that does not allow abortion right now to pay for them to be able to get abortions in uh, uh, the, the death mill states. Okay? Think about that. Whatever happened to Minnie and Mickey and, and uh, I don't know, I don't know what they identify as anymore either, but, uh, you know, but this is where, uh, where things have gone. What other companies are doing this? You know, Comcast, Disney, Netflix, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Discovery, you know, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods is another one. A number of these companies, guys, it's absolutely, um, absolutely sick what's going on. And then, of course, we've spoken before here again, uh, AFA, that's American Family News, with AB2223. Those of you in California, uh, you, you are very familiar uh, with that. Infanticide is in. Health protections are out. A pro-life attorney considers a proposal before, uh, and this was just the other day here, uh, considers a proposal before the California legislature to be one of the worst abortion bills ever. In addition to allowing a baby to be destroyed, murdered, killed, let's call it what it is, by abortion, AB 2223 also contains a clause allowing the, patient, or the parent to end the child's life within the first 28 days after their birth. Like I said, if you don't honor, if you won't honor life in the womb, you are not going to honor life out of the womb, and right there is one of many, many examples. This is how, I mean, the, thing, the thought that these things could even be an assembly bill, that it would even be printed on paper, is absolutely disgusting and revolting. It truly is. But these are the things that are going on. The church needs to pray. You hear, moving on to other things, energy, transportation, and all. Uh, uh, the Press United had reported earlier this month, Biden declares a U.S. energy emergency. Build back better. Build back better. There you go. A U.S. energy. I, last week, I was in California for, um, for a meeting. And uh, when we were driving in, one of the gas stations, so I said something to uh, Pastor Tom, uh, actually. Uh, we were at the same meeting, and um, I had said something to him, you know, because we do some of the shorts here and, and all of that. And, and the gas station, I, I think it was a Chevron, I'm not sure. And the gas station there in, in SoCal was uh, $6.69 a gallon. I had said to my wife when we were driving in, I said, if that was six sixty-six a gallon, we're pulling over and we're doing a short at that gas station. Okay? <laughs> like that is definitely evil of, the, of the, the devil himself, you know? But it was three cents more than that, so I was like, oh, okay, we got other things to do, so, you know. But uh, yeah, but, uh, anyhow, he declares, the nation's ability to provide sufficient electricity is under threat, partially, uh, uh, this is what he said, partially because of the Russian-Ukraine conflict is what he said. No, it is not. It is not. We've spoken about those things, uh, but again, these are the things that come out of the Politburo uh, there in Washington. In fact, I got right here directly from the White House. 
declaration of emergency and authorization for temporary extensions of time and duty-free importation of solar cells and modules from Southeast Asia. Why? Because here in such a developed country as the United States of America, we can't even trust to be able to turn on the light bulbs. Well, all I can tell you guys is this, and I'm dead serious when I tell you, if we can't turn on the light bulbs here, well, we got lots of candles. Amen. We got lots of candles. We'll be using candlelight. We might have to be outside in a little warmer temperature, but we got lots of event tents to provide a covering. We'll be out there in the event tents. Look, we will, where there's a will, there is a way, but we will serve the Lord. We're going to trust the Lord. We're going to follow the Lord, and nothing is going to stop us. Whether there's power or not, it's not going to stop us, you know, and that's just the reality. So as we talk about these things, the economic collapse, you know, I, I, I love that site, Michael Snyder, a warning about the coming shortages of diesel fuel, diesel exhaust fluid, and engine oil, including propane, by the way, uh, is another one of those things and, and all. And uh, I don't know, guys, I don't know if, you, if you've been um, looking for some other avenues to have uh, some power in your house um, to, you know, power up a... Uh, a freezer or something like that. Uh, that's m way more important than air conditioning. Um, I know we, we appreciate air conditioning, but uh, we lived without it before. <laughs> but we do need food and, and those kinds of things. And look, you might want to consider those things. But I will tell you this, though. There is a problem with gas-powered generators. Because if you can't get the gas or if you can't afford the gas, what good is it? And those gas-powered generators are also extremely noisy. Well, when you've got, you know, a hundred of your neighbors around you that don't have any power and that we all know what a generator sounds like, well, uh, guess what? Uh, they are coming for you. So now you got another issue. So I hope you can defend yourself. Uh, you might want to think about solar power. Okay. Not the solar power from these companies that come to your house and want to uh, do all that and everything. Um, because when the power goes out, the solar goes out as well. I don't know if you know that, unless you are one of the very, very, very few that uh, paid an additional 10000 or so more to get that backup power pack. Very few have that. So, but there are different alternatives and everything. Look, and I want to make something very clear. I see this uh, sometimes on the, on the threads, whether uh, on our channel, um, on other uh, channels out there as well. And, and uh, well, we're not, you know, we're not to fear and we're to trust God and everything. Of course we're not to fear and we're to trust God. And I trust God every time I lock my front door. And I trust God every time that, you know, I, I have uh, health insurance and car insurance and, and those kinds of things. I don't have those things because I don't trust God. You know, I don't lock my door because I don't trust God. I don't put on a seatbelt because I don't trust God. I do those things because God gave me a brain. Okay, uh, you know, and I, I trust the Lord uh, and I'm not fearful of those things. But if there's something that I can do to prepare, then why wouldn't I prepare? By the way, on our website, um, uh, our, our congregation here is very familiar with this. Um, uh, many of you online may not be familiar with this. You go onto our church website, and there you'll see the, um, uh, the COVID-19 tab, kind of uh, in one of those tabs there towards the top. Click on that, scroll down. We've got a number of different documents there, and um, some of those documents have to do with emergency supplies. I encourage you to look, look at that. And hey, a little bit of something is a whole lot better than a lot of bit of nothing, right? So something's better than nothing. And uh, I mean, why not um, 
uh, prepare in some way if you can prepare. We've also got an emergency first aid list on there uh, and some things to check out. I encourage you to check it out, print it up. It's on PDFs, I think. Use it, uh, whatever you want to do uh, uh, with that. But I pray that it's helpful information to you. And then this is going on too. There is an aluminum issue. Aluminum smelting is, is very uh, energy uh, uh, intensive, okay? Um, uh, so much of the cost uh, is not, you know, for the aluminum, is not the aluminum itself, but it's in the warehousing of it. It's in the, uh, the, the workforce um, to, to do what they're doing to bring the aluminum uh, to us. And a huge amount of the cost is actually the electricity that is needed <clears throat> to do what needs to be done to make that aluminum ready for us in our aluminum cans and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The, except, the electricity to process it is a huge percentage of the cost. And so as energy prices rise, so too the aluminum prices rise. And that is also one of the things that is affecting the food prices. That's also one of the things that is allowed for some of the food scarcity. In some instances, they have the food, but they don't have the containers to put the food in. That's been going on with the plastics as well. Understand that plastics are petroleum-based. Okay, so if you have a lack of petroleum, you have a lack of containers of plastics. If you have a rise in the petroleum, you have a rise in the cost of the plastics, which means you have a rise in the cost of the food. So see here, guys, it's a domino effect. Okay, what's happened in the world is that is things have been built in such a way where this is dependent on this and that connects to, to that and that connects to this and to this and it's all interconnected. And that's part of the problem with uh, the globalism uh, of sort. You know, That's the reason why President Donald J. Trump had said that we need to be energy independent. We were energy independent. We were sending it out to the rest of the world. The price of, of gas was dirt cheap, okay? And, and now look at where things are going. You can't blame Russia, Ukraine for it, guys. The prices of that were rising greatly before Russia ever invaded Ukraine. And it is a war. It's not a military incursion or operation. It is a war. Scripture speaks of wars and rumors of wars that will be taking place. And the uptick of those things in the last days as we get closer and closer to the second coming of Christ. But anyhow, now listen to this. The demand has also increased over the past two and a half years. We have gone from 2 million tons of aluminum in stock right here in America. That was, and that number was a little higher, just slightly, a little bit higher than normal, not much. We've gone from 2 million tons uh, within the past couple of years to, you know how much? 400,000 tons of aluminum in stock. Look, you got to put the stuff in something. Whether it's aluminum or there's a problem, whether it's uh, uh, plastics, it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, you got to put the stuff in something. So again, uh, that's part of the energy issues. As we talk about energy, uh, by the way, energy is being used. You know, I, I, I'm a Star Wars uh, guy, and I, I'm kind of a nerd with, with you know, some of that kind of stuff and everything. I remember, you know, when my uh, mother and my grandmother took me to see Star Wars in the in the movie theater. You know, when it first came out, and I was like, this is the Coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, now we're living in the world of Star Wars. We've got, there's droids, right? You know, what do you think speaking to Alexa is? She's your personal assistant droid, all right? Giving commands to your TVs. You walk in the house and you go, lights on, lights off, right? 
Wouldn't it be great to do that with the kids? I don't know, you fill in the blanks. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Don't take me seriously. Don't give me nasty letters, please. I'm just joking. Somewhat. Uh, so, um, but North, uh, Northrop Grumman, uh, my uh, uncle had worked for Northrop uh, for many, many years. High energy, uh, we got some pictures here. High energy laser solutions defending our nation at sea, land, and in the air. Lasers, guys, lasers. You know, you see lasers in Star Wars. Now it's Star Wars. Lasers. Yeah, I know. I've got to get one of those, man. I got to get a lightsaber, you know, <laughs> got to get that. Who needs an AR, man, when you got a, or whatever, when you got a lightsaber? Yeah, I know. I still like the ARs and all that stuff, too. Oh, I know. And I just angered some other people. They're not. Anyhow, <clears throat> high energy laser solutions defending our nation at sea, land, and air. And they're developing these things. Uh, 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 not only Northrop, there's others as well. Um, uh, nonetheless. And we see these kinds of things. It's absolutely incredible what these things do. I mean, look at that. Look at that. Okay. And it's also now the technology and developing it has been extremely expensive, but the actual um, cost of utilizing that uh, as a weapon of war is actually dirt cheap and highly effective. There you see right there, a uh, Humvee. There you see right there from, I guess it's a battleship. Uh, or something like that. Uh, anyhow, uh, so uh, all of these things there from uh, a jet, all of that kind of stuff. Let's look at this video here for just um, uh, a moment here on directed energy. Lockheed Martin produces systems that do everything from detect the threats to identify the threats, determine whether it's a threat to the aircraft, and then employs the appropriate weapon, in this case, a laser weapon system. What we're hearing from our customers is that they need a layered, multi-domain defensive approach that can be integrated across platforms to neutralize these threats across all those domains. Imagine an aircraft equipped with a laser system with the capability to be able to neutralize a threat at the speed of a lightning strike, the precision of a surgical scalpel, with the magazine to deal with a swarm, and with the scalable effect to be able to address that threat, providing an effect all the way the one end from simply deterring it for a short period of time, all the way up to completely neutralizing and defeating that threat. We were able to integrate our laser weapon system, Athena, into the classified C2 network and receive cues from the radar on the range in order to execute the full kill chain. Guys, I, I mean, think about it. The things that, that, that Daniel saw, the things that John the Revelator saw when he was on the Isle of Patmos and he was given the revelation, by the way, pet peeve of mine, it's not the book of Revelations. It's not plural. It is a book of one revelation. Amen. The book of Revelation. Can you imagine the things that he saw that words could really not express? He could say as best as he could. Did he see things like that? 
Did you see things like nuclear war and nuclear warheads and, 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 and destruction? Like, I mean, guys, incredible, absolutely incredible uh, stuff indeed. A German uh, official warns, uh, Zero Hedge says, uh, by the way, I like Zero Hedge. German official warns of gas shortages, bankruptcies, massive price hikes that will send shockwaves throughout the country. Man, Germany says that its energy crisis may trigger a, a Lehman-like contagion as the country moves a step toward um, uh, natural gas rationing. Now, I personally... Now, I understand that, and that's, uh, by the way, reported in Business Insider, okay? Um, that's what they're saying. I personally think that Germany is going to be in a better, this is just my opinion, I could be wrong, in a better position than what they're thinking, simply because Israel is selling, uh, uh, you know, gas and, and, you know, petroleum, all that, there to uh, Europe, which has absolutely ticked off Russia, Okay, remember what we read about in Ezekiel 38, right? The Gog-Magog war and that uh, God will put a hook in the jaw uh, of uh, the leader of Russia, of Russia itself, and will lead those other nations uh, with her, Turkey, Iran, others to come along and to take plunder from the land of Israel and, and God's going to deal with them. Oh, God's going to deal with them. God always fulfills his word. You can guarantee that. He always fulfills his word. You know what? And praise God that he fulfills his word because when God says, you know, God so loved the world, what's the world? Not the planet, not the dirt, not the sea. He loves us, the people in the world. God so loves you that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever should, uh, should what? Come on. Believe in what? In him. Have what? Everlasting or eternal life. That's right. Whomsoever. I like that word. We need to make some shirts here at the, the church where the, who, the whosoevers, you know, for Jesus. I'm a whosoever that's come to faith in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, moving on, guys, this one. Mm. Oh, do you all have your dinner? I know in some of your other time zones, I think you did. I hope you all had your dinner, right? You're not going to want dinner after some of this. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, warning. Here, here is the warning. I'm putting it out there for you. Okay, so hold on, hold on tight to the roller coaster. Um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, I'm going to start off kind of softball here, and then, then it's okay. You'll see. L.A. Times. L.A. Times. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get to that one anyway. L.A. Times. U.N. Chief warns. Oh yeah, there it is, right there. U.N. Chief warns of catastrophe from global food shortage. This isn't coming from, you know, some bozo news agency here or there or whatever it might be. Guys, this is coming from the UN. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unnecessary. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're related to CNN. Uh, Communist News Network. So, yeah. So, anyhow, um, so uh, the UN chief warns of catastrophe from global food shortage. That's what they're saying, guys. That's what they're talking about. Are people listening? Look, we're not afraid. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, fear but of what? Of, well, what's the first thing? Of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, there we go. There we go. You'll get it. 
that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But this is what is happening. All right. These are the things they're talking about. Well, why are we talking about it? Because the word of God in Matthew 24, we see in the book of Revelation, we see it speaking about a global famine of epic, epic proportions, guys. I believe that the UN, the powers that be, Mr. Bill Gates, others, they know what's going on. I think they're keeping a lot of people in the dark, to be very honest with you. They know what's going on. I think there there are others that are involved in creating what's going on. Whatever you may say, we know where this is going to end up, guys. The stage is clearly being set. Most important news, most important news says, what is your plan to make it through the worst global food crisis in any of our lifetimes? What's your plan? Do you got a plan? What are you going to do? I, I hope you got some kind of a plan. It's a great article. It, it lists a number of things, although what I have on my website is a little bit more extensive. But, but hey, it's, it's a good article, though, you know, uh, and I encourage you to, uh, to check that out. Also, most important news, disaster in the heartland. Wheat crops in Kansas are failing on a massive scale, massive scale. Okay, so when we got crops failing, right? We got, well, how many cows was it? I forget the, uh, oh no, it was more than that. 10,000, yeah, 10,000 cows just dropped dead from the heat. Okay, that, that's not normal, guys. That's not normal. They all just dropped dead from the heat like that. What's going on? What's going on? Well, look, guys, what's going on with the chickens? What's going on with the turkeys? All right. How can all of these things be happening simultaneously? The food processing plants that are burning down at such a high rate compared to what is a normal rate for them to burn down. Guys, it's off the Richter scale. It's off the Richter scale. Oh, it's just coincidence. Well, you tell private investigators about coincidences when they're investigating crime, and they will tell you there's no such thing as coincidence, my friends. Okay? There just isn't. Okay. Now, the next video for those of you that may be just a little uh, squeamish. Ah, get over it. Here we go. Uh, with that story, I didn't even know cricket farms were a thing until today, Jane. Uh, yes, not just cricket farms. This is a beetle bungalow right here. I mean, remember when nobody would eat sushi? That was like a new thing. In 20 years, we may be saying, of course I eat insects. Yes, as you're saying, Barclay says the insect protein market could grow tenfold in the next 11 years. The question is to get you to eat it. Bon appetit. Chef Joseph Yoon has made it his mission to make insect food delicious, also Instagram-worthy. He figures maybe if you like to eat it, you'll also like the fact that raising it uses so much less water. How do we change Americans' perceptions from insects as pests, ew, we don't want them, to edible insects, something that's delicious, nutritious, and a responsible source of protein? Could be an $8 billion mar- now, dollar market Nestle by 2030. Nestle is looking at this potentially as a dog food is an easy way in. Tyson is watching it. Darling, which is an alternative protein company, is in a massive joint venture to start a bug production facility in Texas to meet demand. 
This place right here is owned by Monica Martinez in Oakland, who's raising her own bugs for her own line of snacks called Don Baguito. Guys, mm. I think you might have some. I we do, Jane. They, they are here on set. Before I get forced to, to try one, though, I have a couple of questions. The, fir <laughs> the first being, okay. The first, what, what is the driving force behind the, the reason for why this could take off? Is it just the amazing? Oh, oh, wait, no. I'm not going to allow him to answer what the driving force is for that. I'll tell you what the driving force is. Groups like PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Okay, are behind those kinds of things, and 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 uh, you, you know you read about hey the cows you know produce a lot of methane gas. Okay, I think you get the point there. All right, and so that's also contributing to what global warming. Al Gore, right? The cows are causing global warming. Too much gas. Too much gas. You know. So we don't have as many cows, you know? Hey, get your little package of, hey, forget popcorn and peanuts at the movie theater. Eat your little spicy baguitos, right? <laughs> your little mealy worms. Bon appetit. Let's get Chef Gordon Ramsay involved in that one, right? Oh, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. World Economic Forum. Burgers, bugs, and the shift. This is the WEF. Remember, our friends at the WEF, right? World Economic Forum bugs or burgers, bugs, and the shift to a new way of eating. Well, man, maybe for you, you know, I'm gonna stick to my T-bone steak and baby back ribs, and and uh, you can eat your little spicy baguito on your salad if you want. I don't care, you know. Just not, yeah, yeah. Seriously, you know, it, 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 it's it's a, it's a shame. You know, you look in India, you know, you go to India. The cows are allowed to roam free. They can't, you know, so you got the marketplaces there, the outdoor marketplaces, you know, and, and, and people go and they shop and they buy their, you know, their food and their goods and their stuff and everything. And you can have cow, you know, a cow just, you know, what, you know, if a cow crosses the street, man, you got to let that cow cross the street. You can't mess with the cow. Okay. Because the cows are considered holy. It could be your dead great, great grandfather or something that came back as a cow and they worship the cow. And so the people in India, and this is all in the name of false religion, guys. And so the people in India are starving for no food and there's food that just walked across the street. <laughs> but see, this is what sin does, guys. I say this all the time. Sin makes you stupid. Sin makes you stupid. And that goes for all of us. Sin makes you stupid. Now, look, turn, if you wouldn't, for just a moment here to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And check this out. 1 Timothy chapter 4. So see, this is all about, glo about globalism here. This is, uh, all of the, uh, this is how crazy it becomes. Anyhow, 1 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> Let's look at verses 1 through 4. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter time, some will depart from the faith. Yeah, probably witness some of that. Giving heed to deceiving spirits, doctrines of demons, okay, and all this apostasy and everything, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. You know what happens when something is seared? It, it, it's cauterized, you know? Forbidding to marry. And commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. That's what's going to happen in the last days. 
For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So eat your cow, eat your turkey, eat your, you know, whatever it is. I'm not going to eat the spicy paquitos, though. Okay. And, um, uh, but look at it here. There's something really interesting. Again, forgetting for, uh, that, uh, forbidding to marry in the last days, commanding to abstain from foods which God created. Well, what are those foods? You know, one translation of that. Does anyone in your Bible, does it say uh, meats at all in, uh, in anyone's Bible here? No, 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 no. There are some certain translations that will translate it uh, that way. Uh, in the Greek, uh, foods, it says foods fit for human consumption and all. Okay, well, what is fit for human, and, uh, human consumption? Well, the meats are fit for human consumption, right? That we can eat those things and partake of, of those things we see in the Word. It speaks about that in, in 1 Corinthians, and it gets into that whole uh, debate with, um, uh, with uh, you know, what is uh, you know, acceptable, not acceptable, and all the parameters of that, not offending your brother. Um, and, and, you know, we're not going to get into that here uh, today. Could this be that? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? You know? Uh, I, I think that it, it truly could be. You know, I think it's, uh, it's related to this. I think it's related to uh, the whole uh, gas, um, you know, uh, uh, and greenhouse, uh, you know, effect and problems that they're, that they're talking about. And, uh, you know, the, these scientists, they don't understand the natural uh, ebb and flow of what goes on in the world with the weather patterns and the temperatures and, and all of these things as well. But it all becomes big business, guys. Hey, we're going to get rid of the light bulbs, right? The incandescent uh, light bulbs and especially the fluorescent light bulbs. And you're going to have these LED light bulbs that are going to last for 25 years. I have never, ever, ever, ever seen a light bulb last even for five years in my house uh, of an LED light bulb. I'm just saying, okay, so I think that's all a bunch of, of baloney, all right? And you're going to pay, you know, 10 times more, oh, even more than that, even more than that for those LED bulbs compared to the light bulbs that we had before. And you, you got to be happy with it, right? You got to be happy with that thing. You know, everything is moving in, in a direction that costs you more money. Why? Because there are those power brokers out there that are making money on all these things. Look, big pharma, right? All of this stuff. The governments are paying by the cabillions to these companies, right? Who do you think is interested in all that kind of stuff? Well, you're Bill Gates and you're, you know, all your different pharmaceuticals that are, that are out there and Pfizer and you name it and everything. And it's big money. Follow the money, man. If you want to know what's behind the crime, follow the money. That's all I got to say. You know, so now they're saying everything, you know, before you know it, then they're going to be starting to say that your cat, your dog, and your parrot needs to be, you know, getting this thing in the arm, okay? Because the cat, the dog, the parrot can spread, you know, this, that, and the other thing as well. And where does it end? I mean, come on, you know? <clears throat> it's just absolutely uh, uh, madness, you know, when you really uh, uh, think about it. London News Today, world's largest cricket processing plant being built in London. Guys, they're, they're there. They're already doing this stuff. I've got photos. I don't have it here right now. Photos of, of farms for this stuff. It's like 10 times cheaper. It uses tremendously less water to raise, you know, the, the crickets and all that kind of stuff instead of the cows and whatnot and all this kind of stuff. Here, right here, look at this right here. Boston.com, from a Petri dish to a plate, Harvard researchers make lab-grown meat a reality. Oh, that's just lovely. 
just grow it in a lab. Yeah, you know, a little. Uh, I remember back in the day, you know, Radio Shack, and I'd have my little Radio Shack experiments and things like that. Or you can go to the store, and you know, those were all the electronic kind of experiments and and whatnot. And you know, you can go to the stores and buy all these different kinds of things, you know, for kids and do experiments and everything. Hey, how about growing that hamburger dinner right there in the petri dish? That just sounds great. That just sounds fantastic. Not. No, I don't think so. The Guardian, the Guardian said if we want to save the planet, the future of food is insects. The Guardian's a major paper there uh, in England, okay? Then we've got, we've got to save the planet. Oh my goodness, the planet's going to be destroyed. We've got to save it by eating the bugs. Come on, come on. Look at this, the conveyor belts, you know? I want to make sure that it's all clean and pure and, you know, and... All that kind of stuff. You don't want to get any sand in there, you know, with the mealy worms. That would be kind of hard to chew. So, you know, I mean, think about that. Oh, look at this. Crunchy kids critters. Guys, it's a real thing. That's a real thing. That's not made up. Okay. Come on. You got to be kidding me. Oh, look at this one right here. Almost forgot about this one here. What is that? What do you think that is? Oh, you don't have to guess. I'm going to tell you. The glass ceiling right there, the, this one right, uh, right here, that's insect flower, insect flower. So, hey, you know, it's been getting a little bit harder to get some of the flower in some of the stores and uh, across America and all that kind of stuff. That's okay. We'll make insect flower, you know, at a store near you. Insect uh, oil, insect oil, and that right there, I guess it's supposed to be insect fertilizer, uh, that looks kind of weird. I don't know why that's, you know, I don't know what, what they're doing with that. But uh, anyhow, Unheard, the post by Unheard magazine uh, uh, said, Bill Gates wants you to eat artificial meat. Well, of course he does. You know, Fox Business, purchase of prime North Dakota farmland tied to Bill Gates sparks outrage. He is the largest uh, uh, landowner of, of farming land private uh, in the United States. All right. And he's connected with the WHO and the w, you know, whatever W's that are out there. Globalism. He's all a part of that kind of stuff. America. Now, listen to this. This is how serious things are getting with the farmland. You want to add you want to add to the fertilizer crisis, the aluminum crisis, the plastics crisis, the, the petroleum that, that feeds into the uh, into that. Right. Uh, the lack of food that's coming from uh, the breadbasket there in Russia and Ukraine. The, the corn, the oil, the corn oil, the wheat, all of that kind of stuff you want to add to that. Well, now we even have a farming land crisis as well. American Farmland Trust says this, on average, more than 2,000. Now, this was back in May of 2020. It's worse now, by the way. On average, more than 2,000 acres of agricultural land are converted every day in America, including our most productive versatile, and resilient land. Think about that for a moment. So now there's just even less land. And when we get the land, there's less fertilizer for a good bumper crop. And it, it, just, it just is increasing. One uh, news source there, Bazinga, U.S. lost 1.3 million acres of farmland in 2021. Well, we'll get it from Russia, Ukraine. No, you won't. I want you to think about this. And why we're saying this, again, 
Look at Matthew 24. Look at the book of Revelation. Look at what it says is coming upon the world. Guys, it's heading in that direction. Natural news says the controlled demolition of food and, uh, uh, and energy. Infrastructure is now underway. Prepare or get crushed. Ah, man, guys, I'm telling you. Did you see the Associated Press? Pentagon says more high-tech weapons are going to Ukraine. Really? Don't you get the, the, the idea that they want a war? I sure do. I think they're looking for a war. You know what happens when you have war? Well, it boosts the economy. It tends to boost the economy to a certain degree when you have war. And less people means that there's more to go around for the people that exist that survive the wars. There's another one from Newsweek. No restrictions. NATO to take more aggressive stance against Russia. NATO has no restrictions when it comes to deploying its forces in Eastern Europe to respond to Russian uh, aggression. I get, the, I get the thing that they just want war. They're itching for war. Yeah, I think you're going to see that more with some of these. Newsweek says a major general has just warned that Russia is preparing for a big colossal war with NATO. Metro, not metro here, it's a, it's a site. Metro is the United Kingdom's highest circulation uh, newspaper. NATO announces that it will increase its uh, forces on Russia's doorstep just provoking them, backing them into a corner. Look, Russia's a bad guy. I'm not saying, don't misunderstand me. Russia's a bad player there, okay? But it, let's not be naive and think that everything's all, all good and well with, the, with Ukraine, okay? And it's not. And let's not be naive and not think that there are not major serious issues in the United States of America either, especially the more that we em embrace liberalism, godless lifestyles, okay? Uh, Marxist-Leninism ideology and the likes. Business Insider said U.S. Defense Secretary Lord Austin says Russian invasion of Ukraine is a preview of a possible world of chaos and turmoil. That's what our Defense Secretary is saying. A possible world of chaos and turmoil. Well, what do you think we read in the Word? So many areas in the Word of God speak about this, including Daniel. And many areas in the Old and New Testament about absolute chaos, a breakdown of everything in society as we know it. Man, if you're not right with Jesus right now, it is time to seek the Lord while he may be found. It is time to seek the Lord. Denmark set to join the EU's defense pact in response to Russia's war. Biden approved sending advanced rocket systems to Ukraine, walking a very thin line, according to Russian ex, uh, uh, experts, you know. And, and Russia is just absolutely uh, hot to trot over that one. Now Russia says, uh, um, Russian TV says Poland is the next target for invasion. The next target for invasion. Wow. It's growing, guys. It's growing. Absolutely growing. Wars, as we continue with wars and rumors of war, Russia threatens Lithuania. This is a real big deal. Uh, with retaliation, huge. They're threatening them with serious consequences over this whole transit ban. Again, it's, it's, it's putting uh, Russia, uh, I'm not saying right, wrong, and different. I'm just saying it is putting Russia uh, between a rock and a hard place. You know, the Russian bear is, is just, uh, uh, I think, is ready to absolutely go berserk. 
And then listen to this. Like, I don't care what you hear in U.S. media. See, but I will say this, though. CNBC said this. The Russian ruble, uh, we're being told that the, the Russian economy is just in, in shambles and this and everything else. But the Russian ruble hit its strongest level in seven years, despite massive sanctions. Its strongest level in seven years. Man, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. We're going to wrap this up here in, uh, in just uh, a few minutes, guys. We are uh, almost done. You know, then we've got this next uh, video here. Let me bring this up. Um, if you guys are ready in the back. Perfect. Emmanuel Macron takes center stage at Western European leaders visit or as they visit uh, Zelensky in Kiev to denounce Russian barbarism, barba uh, Russian barbarianism. Uh, according to uh, uh, Now the End Begins. Look at this. ...of Germany, France, Italy and Romania are visiting Ukraine in a show of European solidarity as Ukraine calls for Europe to step up its weapons supply. Here's President Zelensky with President Macron and German Chancellor Scholz. The Italian Prime Minister is also in Kiev. But how much appetite is there back in their own countries in supporting Ukraine so openly, especially with the rising economic cost of the war? Let's get the view from France, Germany and Italy. Man, it's crazy, guys. Absolutely crazy. Look, Scripture speaks about there's going to be a man that's going to rise to power. He's going to be on a platform of peace, but he is going to bring absolute war and destruction uh, upon the world. Will create uh, or, or cause the... Uh, abomination of desolation in the temple that will be uh, rebuilt there in Israel and Jerusalem upon Temple Mount within the Holy of Holies will desecrate it and the Jews will know very clearly at that point then they will begin to, to and begin to run for the hills but the man he's going to come as a man of peace look I believe that Satan has a man just ready ready and waiting to go we don't know who he is. We don't know who he is. Okay? Uh, you know, I mean, we're not looking for the Antichrist. We're, I think it's Jan Markell says, we're looking for Jesus Christ. Uh, that's who we're looking for. That's who we trust. Okay? Uh, the world, an, un, uh, an unrepenting world, is going to be stuck with, you know, uh, Mr. Antichrist there. The man with the plan, Mr. Fix-It, all of that. The man who comes on a platform of peace, solving many of the problems, entering into a uh, uh, contract, or not a contract, a, a, a covenant there with Israel. Guys, bad, bad things are, are afoot, and it's all being lined up. We'll be talking more about that next Sunday morning um, when we get into the second part of Daniel uh, chapter 9 there, you know. But man, you know, all these ones trying to make peace and peace and peace but peace without Jesus, guys, now listen, listen to me clearly. We're going to wrap this up. Peace without Jesus is a, is a false peace. It's a pseudo peace. It's not a true peace. You can't have real, true, lasting, biblical, God-honoring peace until you recognize and worship and serve the King of kings and Lord of lords and Prince of peace, Jesus Christ, as Savior and Lord. And that is the fact of the matter. That is the fact of the matter. You want peace? If your life is filled with turmoil, look, we all, we all got all kinds of things happening in our lives. But you know what? God can give us, the scripture says, a peace that surpasses understanding. 
Look at that. Listen, a peace that surpasses understanding. And I can't understand sometimes why I got peace when things are going haywire in my life. But I, I, don't, I don't understand that. But I, but I know what? I know the Lord. And I know that he said that he would give me a peace when things are, are just raging around me. And he can give me the calm in the midst of the storm. And no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've come from, what's going on, what tragedy, what situation, what problem, what difficulty, what hardship, uh, uh, persecution, tribulation, whatever it might be that is going on in your life right now or that might take place in your life tomorrow. Trust in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And look, he's going to iron it all out. Before you know it, guys, we are going to be taking flight. We're going to be up and out of here in the rapture of the church, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air in fulfillment once again of Bible prophecy. Amen? Amen. 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 Stay tuned for next week. We're going to have some amazing things to share with you, but let's just close this out um, in a word of prayer here. Lord, we come before you, Lord. We thank you so much that, that has been covered tonight. Scripture that has been read things that have been discussed going on in the world, how it correlates uh, to what is written in your word from thousands of years ago, how the stage is being set, the dots are beginning to be uh, connected, and it's painting a picture, and that picture is that our Lord is coming for us soon. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We love you. And we just pray right now, if you are here, if you have uh, come upon this video, maybe it was sent to you from a friend. Maybe you somehow stumbled upon it. Look, nothing is by accident. Nothing is by chance. God has ordained this moment for you. For such a time as this, will you put your trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? There's no other way to be saved. There's no other name under heaven, Scripture says. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he made it so clear that he loved, so loved the world. Will you put your trust in Him? Will you believe on Him? Come to Him in faith right now. And say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Just repeat these words after me. Lord, I'm a sinner. And I come to you in faith. I put my trust in you. I believe that you are the Son of God. That you paid for my sins on the cross. That you rose from the grave in victory. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I commit my life to you, to follow you. Teach me what it is to be a follower of Christ. Lord, we thank you for those that have prayed that prayer, that first step in a new direction on this journey in walking with you. Thank you, Lord, for the peace you give all of your church, Lord God. We love you. We praise you. The name that is above every name. And all God's church said amen, amen. and amen and amen. See you next week. God bless. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.